All right, hello everyone. I'm Sam. Thanks for listening to the Four Lead Podcast. Four is for my mom who passed away from Lou Gehrig's disease in 2018, and Lee is the name of my brother who passed away a year later. This podcast is all about learning about people's challenges and how they get through them and learning from each other. So hopefully you hear something that can help you. Uh, today's episode is with Ricky. Ricky, take us from here, man. What's going on? Not much, man. Just uh, working hard, playing hard. That's the motto. Um, I guess as a formal introduction, I'm 24 years old as of two months ago. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I grew up in Jacksonville. Been here my whole life, born and raised. I went to school in South Carolina at the University of South Carolina. Go Cox. Uh, <laughs> I know. My, my softball team was actually called the Swinging Cox, which was kind of funny. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, you swung a bat. So that was like the, the, the borderline of the end of window that they'd allow in the names. Cause yeah. You, you yeah. Know, they got a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. You can pretty much do a lot with the, the, the co- Go Cox. And, yeah. yeah. You could do a lot with that. <laughs> but I, I went there, two-time intramural co-rec softball champ. Okay. Um, yep. Got that on the resume. Um, I didn't know I was sitting next to an intramural champion. Dude, I, it's 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 rare air up here. That's you know? the best part about the show is you <laughs> learn so much about people. I know, I know. I'm hoping to learn. I mean, we just met like what, probably like a month ago, or no, a little over, a little over a month ago. Yeah, but you know, uh, I don't remember the day, but uh, it was already it was magic solid. for already, sure. Yeah, there's a spark between <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then after college, came back to Jacksonville um, to start my job here. And then I moved out to the beach. I grew up in San Marco, moved out to the beach last year because I just love, I love being by the water. Um, like going out there in the mornings, just seeing the sun and the ocean, listening to seagulls, all that type of stuff. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> That's the day in profile. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, it's, been, it's been good. And I coach baseball. That's a huge part of my life. Like if you know me, I'm baseball field at least three times a week and usually it's more like five. So that's, uh, that's my daily or my weekly schedule is just working baseball. What are, what are the innings? What, what age group are you coaching? So I'm doing, I did nine-year-olds last year was how I got into the travel ball. So I was coaching rec ball. Okay. And rec ball is like super developmental. So, I mean, I had 13-year-olds that had never played before. And it's like trying to teach a 13-year-old to throw a baseball. It's like, whoa, I mean, you're 13. I feel like you got to be a little more coordinated. Um, but I guess that's because I was playing when I was three years old. So... It was it was pretty. I, I'm really big on you. Don't know something if you can't explain it to a five year old. Like if you can't teach it to a five year old. Yeah. And so I believe the best form of education is through teaching. Mm-hmm. So like I learn a lot through that. And so I started with rec ball, but I knew that my competitiveness and skill level translated more to travel ball. So I got involved with this organization called. Um, can I say what it's oh, called? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Arrows Baseball. It's dope. Um, we're a Christian-based organization off of Psalm 127, and it basically says, uh, blesses the man who has many arrows in his quiver, and the arrows being the children, because um, you want your kids to be sharp, fast, you know, like stone-cold killers, you know. All and then good at baseball. And good at baseball, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, started with the nine-year-olds there last year, and now I have my own team of 13, I have a 13-year team and a 14-year team. And so, 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds. How many innings are they playing? So the 14U guys, they'll play nine inning games um, just because if you can't get a double header in, whether it's like time constraint or something, you just want to play nine innings, that's fine. But typically you play a double header if it's an exhibition game or if it's a tournament game, it's just two hours. So you typically get like uh, five innings. You, like if you get seven innings in two hours, that means it's going pretty quick. Not a lot of runs. Are, they, are the pitchers on a pitch count or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's rules once you get into tournaments. Like uh, the kids... 
they if they pitch a certain amount of pitch, I should actually know this off the top of my head. I always resort to the rules, but if they pitch, for instance, like sixty five pitches, they can't pitch the next two days. But if they only pitch forty five, they just can't pitch the next day. Something like that. Mm. But also, like we haven't we start our tournaments next month, so the games that we have been playing and are playing this month. I keep them on a pretty steady pitch count of like 45 to 50 just to make sure that they're just building up a strength. And as we get the season going, I'm going to stretch them out more. So, I mean, it's, it's fun. Baseball is fun. It's a challenge. Like I, I, I tell my, you might relate to this a little bit with like doing jujitsu. Like, I don't know if you like, like people yelling at you, like while you're doing things like that, like, yo, grab his arm or anything. Like, yeah. Something like sometimes. That. Yeah. 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 Like I tell myself, like, I'm in practice, me and my coaches, all my coaches are my age and they all played college ball. So they're, they're really good and knowledgeable. Um, but I tell them, I'm going to yell at you a lot in practice and really shape you in practice. But on a game, I'm pretty hands off. Like I'll call pitches and like, I'll say some things, but I'm not going to yell at them. Like between every pitch, like you got to tuck your elbow in here. Like all this, like I let them once they're on the field, it's just don't think, just do like react all that. And so, so who's your favorite professional baseball team? Braves. Yeah, is that is that everyone in Jacksonville's Braves fans? No, or? not not really. I mean, Jacksonville isn't like a huge professional baseball town just because like the Jumbo Shrimp. But like when you meet people, what's the Jumbo Shrimp? The Jumbo Shrimp's the minor league team in town. Oh, is that a big deal? Oh, uh, it's a yeah. They're I mean, when they changed their name to the Jump, they used to be the Suns, but when they changed their name to the Jumbo Shrimp, um, I was probably like I don't know. Like, five years ago yeah. it's a big thing because everyone's like that's such a stupid name but it's, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a dumb name but it's minor league baseball so you just need stupid stuff to attract yeah. like you got the savannah bananas and they're not even minor league they're independent league but they're doing like a 70 70 city tour really like this season the savannah bananas savannah bananas they're basically like the harlem globetrotters of baseball like they're okay. coming here in the first weekend of march but they have like scripted games um They'll be like pitching the ball, and their their fielders will be like dancing, and it's like a it's a whole funny thing. But the the guy that it's actually a really cool story. I really like. I don't read books. No, I don't think you read books. <laughs> well, no, I, so let's not. I have a book on my shelf that's that it's been read not much. Right. Yeah. See. See. So like I'm 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 not big on books, but I do read a lot every morning. Like just random articles. Like I have certain yeah. um pages I'll follow, whether it's through like Twitter or like um like the Wall Street Journal or something, just like articles that I like or topics that I like. Yeah. And so there was an article about the guy that started the Savannah Bananas. He actually took on like $1.8 <laughs> million of debt wow. to start this organization with the hopes of it becoming the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Like that was his words. Yeah. And now they make over like 200K a home game. Wow. So like he, that's, I like learning about how other people got to where they are and like, I mean, what, what, what troubles they got to get there, but also the risk. I'm really big on like when you're young, you know, gotta take risk. Well, I think Sam Walmart like declared bankruptcy like four different times. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Even like rich, I mean, rich people declare bankruptcy all the time. Like Donald Trump declares bank, declared bankruptcy a lot. Just like he would buy a building and then declare bankruptcy through the LLC and then just buy it cheaper or something like, <laughs> something like that. Like, I don't know how that works. Like, I'm not claiming to be an expert on that, but I know a lot of rich people use bankruptcy as a tool just to get stuff cheaper. But learning from them, learning, learning, I always tell my players that like, whether it's baseball, whether it's like a school subject or whether it's just like how to dance, I don't, I don't even know, or like how to make music. You always have to study people that are already really good yeah. at what you want to be good at. 
And then that's how you're going to learn. You're not going to learn through like a textbook. You have to see like what they're doing on the daily basis and how they're implementing different tactics. And that's how you're going to get good. And that's true for anything. Yeah, no, I mean, for this podcasting, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, actually, like what? Like what's your what's your go to? Because I well, listen to a lot of podcasts, too. So there's one that you probably haven't heard of, but you should. It's called The Second Mouse. Second mouse. Yeah, it's it's a good friend of mine uh, back in New York. He does it with a couple of his friends, and so like second mouse gets the cheese. Yeah, second exactly. Thing, uh, I think it's Christopher Walken does uh, has the talk or whatever about the second mouse. So I listen to his podcast. Really good. They do a lot of uh, like sports, entertain, pretty much current events. I think they did um they did a whole thing about the the weather the weather balloon getting shot yeah, down in Montana. Yeah, politics. So I like to <laughs> shout shout him out. He's uh he's doing a pretty good podcast. And I talked to him last night over Zoom and he kind of showed me some things for this one too. So he's a great guy. That's dope. Yeah. I say dope a lot. Yeah, I I I don't know if I stole that from you, but I've been using dope a lot recently in my yeah. vocabulary. I can't finger point where it came from, but no, I like it. It might be it might be me. I say dope a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is that a Jacksonville thing? I I doubt it. I know, like, I doubt it. I remember when I went to college, I picked up a lot of lingo because a lot of kids were out of state. Yeah. So, like, the DMV area, I started saying word. Word, like, word. Oh, word. Yeah. Like, word. Or, like, people would say, um, that's Ned Far. Ned. And that Ned. one didn't catch on. I don't use that one. Yeah, I don't know but, what that even means. What does that like, mean? Like, Ned just means, like, a lot. Or, like, it's uh. it's like a brick away. Like it's brick, like, brick is cold. Brick is cold. Yeah. And that's what I always thought. But then I heard someone say, oh, it's a brick away. And I was like, what does that oh, mean? Wh- and then they were what? like, well, it's it's like Ned Far. And I'm like, I still don't know what you're saying. Are you familiar with Cap'n? Yeah, Cap's from Jacksonville, actually. Yeah, Cap'n means lying. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know what Cap meant because these people are like, you Cap'n or no, you, no Cap. And <laughs> no I'm like, cap. what? what is this? No what? Kizzy. And then I'd explain to me and now I know. And you're familiar with this new term, Riz? You have yeah, the Riz? Riz. Yeah. Riz. Do you know where that comes from? I just found this out. No, I have no idea. Appar- so, not apparently. I, I guess it's apparently. Everything's alleged. I guess. Yeah, so yeah, I heard it on the Well, internet. I like to hear something from somebody else and just believe it. Yeah, no, absolutely, know. yeah. Because, like, the thing is, you got a choice. Like, if you choose to not believe it, then it's just like, what's the point of even listening to it? 100%. You know? Yeah, so just choose to believe it. So, <laughs> um, it comes from charisma. Ah, that's yeah. not what I thought. I thought it was just, like, it switched a letter from something else. No, yeah, I yeah. mean, like... Like, uh, moisture is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Moisture is. No, but it's like, if you have charisma, like, that's what it's all about. Like, you, dude, I can't even believe I'm talking about it. Because, like, my 13-year-olds that I coach, like, they, they're they, always they, saying, yeah. like, Coach Ricky, you got W Riz. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what you're saying. They're like, it's on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm not on TikTok. You're not on TikTok? No. Nah. Not my not my cup of tea. What so are you on? What are you on? Like, because I feel like you're going to get a big female following after this, you know? <laughs> nah, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram are, like... I spend a lot of time on Twitter just because the timelines are customizable. So, like yeah. I was saying about like the topics I like. Yeah. Like I have a timeline that's sports. I have a timeline that's uh, just global news, and I, I try to stay away from that one because I feel like a lot of people consume a lot of information that they know is just going to cause them to be like stressed out about something. It's like, oh my god, we're gonna could have a nuclear war and it's like yeah. it's a I guess it's just like control what you can control type thing. So like if it, if I can't control anything about it, why? consume it i guess like I'm, I'm really big on controlling what you consume and controlling your energy and all that but twitter to go back to the social media thing twitter is what i use the most yeah for sure i don't use like snapchat anymore you used to use snapchat a lot in high school but yeah i feel like snapchat can get it can get you in trouble 
Yeah, yeah, yeah Snapchat. Like, yeah, but that's asking for you know, that'll, that's that'll asking for problems trouble. right there. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm was, glad I never had a Snapchat. No, yeah, it was, it was big, and I mean, I think I got mine in middle school. So oh, a lot man, of my, yeah. a lot of my friends call me like Raj. Like they still, they, they. they well, know me as we Ricky should talk Raj. about your your name, Richard, and how you're just missing out on the the, the no, best nickname of all time. No, Dick Dodge is Dick Dodge <laughs> is my grandfather. I know, and I wish I would have met him because he's <laughs> that's an awesome name. No, he's a, he was a cool guy. I mean, I say that I actually didn't know him. Like I knew him, he actually passed away like a month before my sister was born. So oh. like, I, there's pictures of me on like on like his lap in a wheelchair, but like yeah. I don't know him. But yeah, my dad told me like Dick Dodge was his name, and so I'm like cool because like everyone yeah. calls me Raj yeah. because when I was in seventh grade, it's actually a funny story because like all my social media, if you notice, like my Instagrams are yeah. Raj, Twitter yeah. Raj. Yeah. So everything's Ricky Raj. My, I had friends that would come over in high school and they'd be like, oh, what's up, Mrs. Raj? Like to my mom. And she was like, huh? Like they all yeah. just thought my last name was actually Raj. And it's because in seventh grade, I had this algebra teacher, Miss Tuttle, shout out. Um, and she uh, called me. She said, if you were a celebrity, your name would be Ricky Raj. And I was like, cool. Um, and then that night it just happened to be the night. I think I was sitting around with like some other friends or something and we just like all made Instagrams Yeah. and I was like, username. And I was just like, ah, Ricky Raj. And so it literally just stuck. So like, I, I still have people that probably don't know my last name's actually Dodge. Like, honestly. Well, I knew that though. Yeah. You knew that. You knew, you knew <laughs> I that. Knew that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't know that. I, yeah. I, I hate the nickname Dodgeball. So like, don't call me that. Oh, well. That was like bad thing to just. I just get yeah, you know, but not, not only me, but the whole world now yeah. knows that you don't like to be if called. If you see dodgeball. me on the street, don't call me dodgeball. I will not respond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, duly noted. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag this as Rick. What, Rick do, they, what do they call Stop. you? What do they, what do they call you? My nicknames? Yeah, like what are some nicknames you got? Because the, and don't don't make one up. No, you, no, you I'm, not yourself, you I'm, not, I'm not making it up. I'm not. I'm not making it up. A lot of people. My they just short my last name when I was in when I had my old job. They used to call me Mal. Mal. Sounds yeah. kind of like a, a female, though. Okay. <laughs> like, not like, you know, like, shout out to the females, but, yeah. like, Mal. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't call you Mal. I feel like Sam's much easier and just makes more sense. Well, Sam's just my initials, which has made my life really confusing when I go to Wait. Like, yeah, it's not. What's your middle name? Anthony. That makes so much sense. Yeah. No. It's like the well, most. Italian yeah, from yeah, New York yeah. whose middle name's Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. And I'm a junior, so my dad already had Steve lined up. True. And so I just, I was left with Sam. So. Sam's cool though. So you didn't get Dick and I didn't get Steve. I, I hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm act, it's actually really cool though. I'm, I'm big on like creating, I, I really have ambitions of creating a cool legacy and everything. And I want to have a son and name him the same name because my name is Richard Harvey Dodge and I'm actually the 16th. The 16th? 16th, yeah. What do you guys, like the Kings of England? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So you're it, telling yeah. me the last like... 15 years. 500 years, there's been a, a Richard actually, Rod, Dodge I, walking around? I think it's like 300. You can actually buy a book of Dodges on Amazon. A book of Dodge? A book of Dodges, yeah. And it, it we go back to like uh, whenever we came over, it's like somewhere in Pennsylvania. I think it's like Dutch. Because I look up, I do my heritage. Like my mom's Italian and my dad, I always ask him, he's like, pretty sure I'm just white. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I finally got the answer. He's like Anglo-Saxon. Like he's just white as yeah. white can be. Um, but yeah, we go back to like Pennsylvania, I think, but, um, I'm Richard Arby Dodge the 16th. The 16th? 16th. So like, you know how, when wow. you're, you know, how when you're in school, it'd always be like, all right, first day of class, like tell us your name and a fun fact about yourself. And yeah. it's always like, oh, what am I going to say? Like, I like movies, you know, but I was always like excited. I was like, yeah, I'm the 16th. They'd be like, what? No, you're not. It's crazy. Like, you should have like a castle or something. 
Nah, I'm trying to get one. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to stack up some bread so I can get a castle. That'd be cool. Wait, and bread for so because I I have some older audience member. Bread oh, bread, is, bread means dough. Dough like, means uh, dough means money, cash. Okay, all right. Quid for the British folk out there. Quid, quid, quid. Yeah, uh, it's just start, trying to stack that. But yeah, Richard Armitage is 16th. I actually wear my um, grandfather's. He was the 14th, so I wear his dog tags from Korea. He was in Korean War. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, he was in the Korean War. And my grandfather was in the Korean War. Really? Man. I'm sure they're pretty, pretty similar in Asia. You, th- you think that they had a similar conversation we're having now in Korea? They might have played cards together. Maybe. I know that he liked to play cards a lot. It's possible. Dude, I, you know what? I'm just going to believe that they did. Yeah, it's, I prefer to believe that. That's kind of cool. My, uh, my, my roommate was in Morgantown at the same time my brother was going to school there. And he had a Facebook, but he, he lost a password or whatever. But he, he, he thinks that there's a photo of him and my brother and I was like, dude, if that photo exists, that's one of the coolest things of all time. I feel like there's got to be a way you can call Facebook or something. You think Zuckerberg would answer my call? Nah, I mean, you don't want to talk to him anyway, bro. He's, he's probably weird. I don't um, know. I feel like, I feel Facebook like, doesn't know I feel like me and him would get along, though. I, I could get Zuckerberg on the pod, I think. Would you go surfing with him and put a bunch of sunscreen on your face? You seen that photo of him? I don't want to see a picture of Zuckerberg with sunscreen on his face. It's, yeah, it's like just a really funny photo. Like, he, he doesn't know. He's, to... he's got, like, a surfboard. And, dude, it's, like white it's like as white as like a well he looks like he's never been outside before he looks like a very pale pale guy he's probably been on a computer since he was at harvard honestly he's very he's a very pale fellow yeah yeah i don't know i think he bought like an island or something right doesn't he have an island i wouldn't be shocked that's crazy i know his salary is like a dollar a year like he reports his salary is a dollar a year what for like tax purposes that's crazy another here i am paying ridiculous amount of taxes see it's another it's another rich person thing i i know it's like I I'd never get mad like some people are like oh tax the rich I think it's just like you know don't hate the player hate the game yeah. type thing so yeah. I don't know I'll never get mad at someone for doing that yeah. I watched I watched the show Suits I actually binged that last uh, December I got yelled at for spoiler alerts when does the Suits suit show come out is no it Suits is done it's like, done it's it's because done. here's my thing is I I said what happened to Tony Soprano at the end and the Sopranos came out like oh, a decade ago. You can't ago. say that. That's uh, not a spoiler. No, no, I actually, you know, I agree with you, and I love the Sopranos. It's love not it. a spoiler if I say what happened in the Sopranos. I feel like the you should you should have known by now. And that's the thing, like exactly. if you go on YouTube and look up clips, like yeah, there's some scenes, you know, like there's a character named Christopher in that show. Yeah, and yeah. something happened to him. Yeah, I know what happened. to him. And yeah. so like that's like one of the first clips that comes out. Like spoiler alert, like that's a, that's something that comes it's out on YouTube. Sp- if, but I guess I guess the show Hunters, which I talk about too, with Al Pacino. When he plays like uh, he has like a band of of Jewish people who get revenge on the the, the Nazis who escaped from Germany. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I mentioned that Hitler was alive, and people were like that's a spoiler, and I was like, well, that's what the whole show's about. Like, escape. Like, I don't think it's spoiler. Oh, I do remember that part of that podcast. Yeah, and you're like, so. no, not actually. Like, not actually alive. No, not but, in real life. Yeah, yeah, like in the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would be like 200 years old. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. Bro, he'd be like. Bro. I think Hitler was born in. He fought in World War One. He would be. Probably, he'd like. He'd be like 120. He'd be like a little over 100. No. Yeah. If what do you World think, War Two like, was we, 1914. We got, te- we got techno- Huh? World War or World War One. I'm sorry. World War One was 1914. And he was in that, so he had to be at least 18. Was he? In so that? he was probably born in like how, the 1890s. How old, how old do you think he was? I know he was born on 420. I yeah. always thought that was funny. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think he would be over 120 years old. Well, so what's your guess? Like, I'm gonna say 120. 120. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 111. 
Oh shoot! Whoa. He was born in '89. I was gonna say thank you. So '89. I mean, it's hard because I'm I'm working on myself, and then you you have to go and prove me right, you know. But I'm supposed to be thinking other people can be right too, and then you do that to me, Ricky. Sorry. Well, you just you know you gotta trust yourself. You know? I'm off. You gotta I do trust, trust myself. That's, trust tr- that's the first and last person you always gotta trust. Trust your gut. What What's your opinion on that? Like, trust your say gut. Trust your gut. Um, I don't know because some people are paranoid about everything and I, I used to be like that mm-hmm. so like occasionally you're right so i guess it's like a, it's like a confirmation bias when you're right about like one thing and wrong about a hundred yeah yeah you're like oh yeah i mean i was wrong about that that and that but remember that one time yeah, i nailed it time, you know yeah. um I, don't know, I used to always like be on alert for like whenever i'm driving a car like if someone comes into my lane i can swerve out of the way no problem and people be like dude how do you see that coming i'm like well i'm always amped up you know mm-hmm but also there's times when, you know, it didn't pay off. Well, I guess, like, I mean, obviously that, that's, like, more reactive, I'm saying. If it's, like, a decision that has to be made. Like, not, like, a, a split-second decision, but if you're thinking about something. Like, do you take, like, a logical route or do you take, like, just this just feels right? You know, you know what I'm saying? In the past, I would do it in that moment right. felt right without considering anyone else's feelings. Right. But now I, I, I have that original thought. And right. I step back and I, I, I like write things down or call like a friend or whoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you think? If it's a big decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was totally guilty of impulsive, bad decisions. And then that usually involved like hurting someone else and then having to like cover up how that played out. You yeah. Know? Like, like asking for forgiveness rather than permission. Or just omitting the thing entirely. Yeah. Most yeah. Of it. And then if it got figured out, like still like telling a partial truth, you know? Yeah. Um, so like has writing stuff, has writing stuff down helped you? Cause I know I used to write, um, I still kind of do, but not like, I don't journal or yeah. anything, but I did like when stuff, I've had stuff like happen to me in the past and I used writing as not like a coping mechanism, but more of, more as of a, a release. Like yeah. I, I had, I had like, I would journal thoughts, but I would write a lot of songs too. Like songwriting was like big for me. You wrote songs. Mm-hmm. Like, what type of songs were they? Were, like, rap verses? It was, it was, yeah, or? it was mostly, like, it was pretty much all rap verses because if you think, like, rap is just rhythm and poetry. So, like, it, yeah. I, it would start out as, like, a poem. Did you actually rap them ever or just write them down? Yeah, no, I actually have a SoundCloud. <laughs> Do uh, you really? Yeah, I have a SoundCloud. <laughs> and the thing it started, SoundCloud, like, I've always loved music. Yeah. And it's funny, in uh, high school, me and my buddy, uh, we... Did you have a rap name? No, it was just it was just Ricky Ricky Raj. That's, yeah, that's Every, not everything right. was just yeah, Ricky yeah, Raj. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. But me and my buddy Swantech, he uh he still makes music actually. Shout out Swantech. He's pretty good. Uh, he <laughs> ma- he makes really good beats and he raps he can he can rap. But I would write this stuff as as poetry and then but the the stuff in high school was not like coping or like releasing yeah. emotion. It was just like I would have like funny rap bars, like funny rap lyrics like like I had one like don't call me Babe Ruth, baby, I'm ruthless. Like it was just so <laughs> it was so, Dude, that that's was, that's that's pretty hard, man. That's so, pretty hard, yeah. It was so bad. But I mean yeah. we, we did this, we we called our album Intellectual Combo. Cause it was kinda <laughs> like stuff like this, like we would all we just hang out and like just have the randomest conversations or the most random conversations. Yeah. And we're like, bro, let's just let's start an album. And we promoted this album like Every we released it on eight eight sixteen. So like on one one sixteen and two two sixteen and three three sixteen. Like we'd always say like album coming, album coming, and then we didn't start working on the album until that summer. It was like our summer going into senior year of high school. Yeah, and we did an eight song album on eight eight sixteen, and we literally did everything in like a week, like producing it on this free 
uh, music making, yeah. like beat making app software. So it was like an amateur project. Oh, yeah. Oh, a lot like yeah, this can, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, not much different. Yeah. If you could just yeah. see how we were recording this right yeah, now, yeah, you, yeah. you would know. But, I mean, yeah. And then in college, uh, we did we would, like, freestyle a lot. Just because we whenever we were hanging out, you know, we'd always freestyle. Like, just because it was something, it was fun to do. But yeah. then I had some things happen to me. You got beat goal. up for freestyle? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. never. No, I'm, right. I'm still. I'm very. I'm very. Um, I make sure I know what I'm saying. You know, or I just, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather lose the beat than say something ridiculously stupid. Yeah. Um, but when stuff would happen to me, I would turn to like just writing more rap lyrics because I, I listen to a lot of rap that's very. I guess motivational. Who's your favorite uh, NF? I'm guessing. No, no, I don't. I actually, I don't. I don't like to talk bad about. Like, I don't like his, his music's not for me. It's not for you. Not for me. Okay. No. Um. I listen to a lot of Russ. So like Russ, Lil. I mean, like I listen to Lil Wayne, Kendrick, like J Cole, like all the big guys. But like yeah. Russ is the guy that's the most like whenever I'm in the gym, on a run, or like I'm just like if I'm going into work, or I'm just like kind of feeling. Like I'm either already motivated or I want some motivation. I listen to him because his his, his lyrics are very much about self confidence, yeah. speaking stuff into existence. Um, I know you had someone on your podcast talk about manifest manifestation, like oh manifestation, yeah, yeah, it's a big one. I've been He's, manifesting some things in my head. They haven't they haven't worked out haven't entirely yet. yet. Margaret Robbie's on the only, couch yet. <laughs> it's only been uh, it's only been like a week of manifesting, so yeah. maybe it takes some time to marinate. manifestation it's it's he's really big on like it's not just you can't only speak it into existence you have to it's kind of like my dad gave me a poster when i was in middle school it said it was like a street sign yeah and it had a street going one way that said um preparation and the street that was the intersection of it was opportunity so it was basically saying luck happens at the intersection of opportunity and preparation so you still have to be doing stuff on the day-to-day so that when the time comes, the luck happens, like making your own luck type of thing. Yeah. And his and Russ's lyrics are like big on that, and um, I really I really like him. So like I, I I turned to songwriting as like a writing stuff down. Yeah. That was like my release of emotion. So what what other coping mechanisms do you have? I like how we transitioned there. That was pretty good. Actually, someone's I, listened to the pot a no, little bit. No, when you um when you said something about I can't remember what it was in my head, I was like oh about a transition yeah, I, yeah. I was like i'm, I'm not, pretty I'm good at that transition. yeah i get I, yeah I, I know where we're going before we even get there <laughs> yep yep um wait would you just ask me though not to, to different coping mechanisms, oh, different coping yeah. mechanisms. It's all right don't worry i'm on track i know where <laughs> i know where we're going I, i'm aware of the t- i'm cognizant of the time don't don't worry For you're the, doing great though you're doing great thank you thank you validation yeah. is important um <laughs> one of my coping mechanisms was validation really no i mean external like, or internal kind of, that's kind of a joke but at the same time it definitely like i um you know, I, I would always be conscientious, conscientious of like the people around me. Mm-hmm. And I felt a lot of the or most of the time, like my enjoyment came from making sure they were having a good time. So yeah. like, whether it was in college, like if we were at like a, a pregame or just hanging out after class, like I would always be for some reason, I wouldn't even be be in the moment. I would just be looking at them like reading body language, like, oh, are they having a good time? And if someone like looked like they were kind of out of it or stressed or something i would try to bring them back up to speed or like bring them into the conversation and and a lot of and i have a lot of good memories and good times that came from when i realized i would kind of there'd be a point in the conversation like this is all internal like i'm not saying this to people but i'd realize like oh everyone's having a great time like this is cool and then i would get like involved you know like and just so you're like a, a people pleaser 
Yeah, like that was definitely a thing. Like I was, I was very, not so much anymore now. I still find myself um, committing, like over committing myself. Um, I was actually meeting with someone yesterday and they said, man, you're never bored. And I was <laughs> like, there's a fine line between being never bored and always being exhausted because yeah. I, I find myself trying to make I, I definitely put others before myself yeah like that's that's one way i don't know if that's a coping mechanism or if that's just a trait you know but probably I, character trait yeah. yeah it's not a bad one i don't think but if it wears you out it could be like, it's it's detrimental it's not that the the thing is it's not detrimental to anyone else yeah typically you know what i'm saying so i mean it's not bad like i never but i can't think of really anything else that i had a coping i would cope with i i did cope um, I used to smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> like, I, I definitely used that as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And then it was actually, I actually, um, it was November. I remember this, this specifically. Yeah. So November, January of 2019 was like the worst month of my life. It, like looking like just, well, just is recognizing it. Is there a right to ask what happened or? No, I mean like I just, that's when that's when my best friend passed away. Oh, and so like, that's, that was like a huge moment of my life. And so when did you say it was, that was January of 2019. So I was, a I was just starting my spring semester. Yeah. Fresh, uh, freshman year of college. Okay. And so from that moment on, I actually had someone in my life tell me, um, yo, like make sure you don't like drink or, or smoke weed or anything for like the next few weeks. And I was like, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And did you follow that advice? I did follow that advice. That's good, but man. then when I got back to like, I stayed home for like two weeks. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of funny to me. Like, you've probably heard like Miles Jack wasn't down like that type of like the Jags thing where, where people talk about that one Jags Patriots game where Miles Jack wasn't down. Uh, it's like a big Jacksonville Jaguars uh, fandom moment. Yeah, no, I, I just and, moved here and, and got a Trevor Lawrence poster. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Jaguars fan by any means. Yeah, I mean, that, like, that was a huge one of Jags history. But like that whole week and even that game, I didn't even watch that game. Really? Because of the, what had happened the week prior. Like I was just so out of everything for a couple of weeks. And then his, his funeral was two weeks after that. But then I, when I got back to school finally... I had a lot of friends that their coping mechanism for like any tor- sort of stress was just smoke weed. Yeah. And I, I regret it obviously, but I just, you know, maybe it was like being a people pleaser, but it was definitely just weak self-control. Yeah. Uh, got into that and I would, I would be smoking almost every day. And, um, it was a point in November of 2019 I was watching football on the couch. This is a sophomore year now. I was watching football on the couch by myself. And like, I smoked some weed. And I was like, I looked around. I, I distinctly remember this. Like, I can close my eyes and picture this. And I was like, dude, this sucks. Like, what are you doing? And I looked at like the bag of weed that I had. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to finish it. And that's it. And I quit cold turkey. Right. Like, I, And I've been doing it every day for a year. And everyone, you know, like, everyone's like, oh, weed's not addicted. Like, that's such that's BS. Like, I mean, I I was fine for like three days, and then the withdrawal symptoms started hitting. You know, mm-hmm. like I was I was super super anxious like all the time. I couldn't sleep, um, I couldn't sleep, couldn't eat, super anxious, and like just I'm really thankful that I have like people in my life like I could call on like just to the thing is I wouldn't tell them like what I was going through. I just wanted to talk to them and like take my mind off of that like the fact that I couldn't sleep. Cause then I didn't want them to like worry about me. Yeah. And that's like a big thing for me. It's like, I never, 
whatever's going on internally with me, I don't want to tell, I don't want to burden people with that information, I guess. And I think that's why I would turn to like writing stuff down. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if it's like a thing, like I don't want to appear weak, but I, and I, I think it's, I don't think it's as much as not wanting to appear weak as much as it is not wanting people to think they can't rely on me for me to help them. Cause even like when I'm stressed or anything, like if someone else comes to me, like, and they're anxious and they're telling me, I'll, I'll put whatever I have aside internally to help them. And so that all came to just a huge, like it came to head that November. And that was like a really rough month of just not being able to sleep. And then I just got through it. Like by working out, I had lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. like good weight. Like I, like I told you earlier, like before this started, like I was like 285 pounds my senior year of high school. And I lost, I got down to like 220 um, that year and I, and I was feeling good. Like I, I was actually like feeling really good about myself and everything. And that, that was definitely a coping mechanism was trying to use like a drug like weed. And that's what people, I, I don't like the national discourse around it, that it's like so good and so beneficial because yeah. I think that most things are good in moderation, but there, I mean, there's people that use it for everything, like yeah. whatever excuse they can have, like, Oh, I'm gonna smoke some weed. Oh, I'll smoke about it. And it's just like, I think that's so unhealthy. And I actually like, I, I can count on, two hands the amount of times I've smoked weed since then yeah and um yeah that was definitely a coping mechanism for me and I'm not proud about it but at the same time I don't do it anymore so like I'm not like I'm not embarrassed by it you know I mean I think that everybody who's ever lived has had a moment like you've had you know like you gotta like bad things happen and like how you react to them kind of like shapes your future like you can't change your past but you can change your future absolutely yeah um and just so you don't feel alone like i lost my best friend too like a couple months after you it seems uh in april and uh like i i handled it not with weed but i got like hammered and and, yeah yeah, and just was doing some crazy shit and uh so i can i can empathize with how it gets out of hand and then like it's hard because people are like what are you doing and i know the answer is not the right thing but i didn't care yeah you know it would that, take your mind off of it for like a second yeah because i don't want to think about what i lost so i just buried it yeah it with alcohol and sex really yeah i mean that's the thing is like i don't even on this podcast like i don't even want to say what happened to me and the thing is like it's been four four years no five years now and um I'm sorry, it was January 2018. I have my years mixed up. It was January 2018. That's the same time my mom died. Really? Yeah. What yeah. day? January 19th. My mom was the 26th. 26th. So. Yeah. January, it was January 19th, 2018. Yeah. But so it's been five years now. So like I'm completely cool. Like I don't have like flashbacks or anything. Like I used to like, if there, there'd be huge triggers for yeah. me and I would just kind of like deal with it, especially if I was around people and a trigger happened, I would just be like, whatever. Like I would have to just like, kind of shut myself off from conversation just kind of like internalize it yeah um but i don't even tell like i've never no one really knows what happened besides me and the people i was with in turn like nothing bad like obviously like it was just some tragic accident it was a hiking accident like just to stop being around the bush like i was we were with it was me my buddy his girlfriend and then my friend that passed away we were on a hiking trip and something happened and he passed away is it and so like being with him 
was it was just like there's definite PTSD associated with that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I'm I've I've never felt the urge like when someone tells me stuff that's happened like not not never I'm saying now from like that I'm good and actually like got through what I was dealing with mm-hmm. there were times when like someone would be complaining about something and I was like well, you I, in my head I never actually said it it lashed out but yeah. like there were times when I was like well, I had this happen to me yeah. and then I had to really come to terms with like you can't compare griefs or traumas you know like yeah. stuff stuff happens and people will always react differently but it's not up to you to tell someone how to deal with things you can give advice yeah. you know like if it's constructive but I mean, and honestly, like, even telling someone, like, they're being irrational, I think is also completely fine if it's coming from a good place in Mm -hmm. your heart. But, like, it's not good to compare traumas. You know, like, you can't compare grief, like, your grief to someone else's because you have no idea, like, how that relationship was or how that really affected the course of their life. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's deep and that's true. I, I'm guilty of that. Like I would always just be like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You had a perfect life, you know." And, yeah. And even if it's true, like it doesn't. It, it's just kind of a messed up thing to do because you're making excuses for your behavior and stuff. And yeah, I don't think that's what you were saying, but that's what I did. No, I mean, I think that's that's the thing is that it comes from, it comes from like when you have that feeling to lash out and say like, "Well, you don't understand this." They don't because you've never articulated what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I've been, I've said it a lot. Like I internalized everything. Yeah. Like I did not share. I didn't even go to, I went to one therapist appointment. It was in like November. Like after, like I was having like just a lot of anxiety. I went to one therapist and literally like three, it was an hour with three minutes in. I was like, this is so dumb. Yeah. Like this person, I think you've said it before. You've talked about it. Like this person doesn't know me. Yeah. They don't know, uh, like why I'm, why I'm feeling so anxious, even if I tell them, like, they probably heard it before. Yeah. And it's like, it didn't feel personal. And so, like, I just, like, trudged through that hour session. And I honestly think going there made me realize, like, nobody, not like nobody cares, but, like, no one's going to care as much as I have about what I'm going through. So why try to make them care about something that's not positive, you know? And so, like, at, at that moment, it was more of I had to just come to terms with what happened. And that it just happened. And that's a huge thing for me now is that I was actually sharing this on a car ride with my sister last week. Yeah. That stuff, this is particularly bad stuff, you know, because you can talk about like making your own luck. But stuff, bad stuff doesn't happen to you or happen because of you. Yeah. It just happens, period. And so a lot of people get into these bad cycles because they... They, they when they internalize it, they blame themselves or they blame they just want to blame 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 something with and I think a really healthy mindset for me has been just realizing that stuff happens and it's it's kind of it's along the the lines of control what you can control and the only thing that you can always control is your reaction mm-hmm. to to anything that's ever happened is you can always control your reaction no matter what and and having that discipline and coming to terms with like stuff to, it's not like what happened up there on that mountain happened because of me or happened to me because of some evil thing I did. It just happened. And was it tragic? Yes. And being really intentional, being really intentional about mourning, about dealing with your grief yeah. helps you be intentional about moving on. Cause a lot of people, and I don't want to say a lot of people as a bad thing, but just like what I've noticed, like when people talk about how trying to get through something tragic mm-hmm. is they, they let it consume them to the point of they have no control over 
what's going on to them. So I feel like it's, I'm lucky to have the leadership that I did early on in life, like with my parents and my family, I've got a huge family, which has been good. And I've always had a really strong core of friends, but kind of stepping back when I have these bad feelings of what, whether it's grief or anxiety or trauma, I guess, but stepping back and being able to say like, yeah, that's, it's completely valid to feel what you're feeling because what happened was really bad. Yeah. Like it sucks really bad. There's a lot of people that were hurt. It wasn't just you. A lot of people are hurting, but then saying like, okay, but five years from now, ironically, like now it's five years from now, um, you can't still let this hold you back. Yeah. And cause it, I did let it hold me back, but I don't think it's a bad thing to be held back, especially initially, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you have to let yourself process all those emotions. Like you can't, you can't ignore them because I think Method Man actually going back to rap. Yeah, yeah, that's Method, a good Method, Method, yeah. Method Man has a lyric, okay, um, where he says, "It's basically he's talking about something that happened to him, like a friend betrayed him, and he's got this knot in his stomach, and his friend told this is all him articulating this in a rap lyric, but his friend tells him like if you let that knot sit in your stomach, it's going to turn to cancer, yeah. and he's basically basically saying like you you have to handle what's inside of you, you can't just let things sit." And there are healthy ways to handle them. A lot of people will suppress it and then it becomes unhealthy, like the, whether it's a lash out or they just literally hurt themselves because of what's sitting inside them and they can't let it out in a healthy manner. Um, you have to handle it in a healthy way. And I think a healthy way of doing so is just actually coming to terms with it and letting yourself be sad, letting yourself mourn. I mean, um, there's, a, there's a Bible verse in Matthew that says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. And to me, that's not really a religious thing as much. I mean, to me it is. But for those that aren't religious, um, it's saying like by mourning, by, by allowing yourself to mourn, you will be brought the comfort of knowing that you allowed yourself to process those emotions. And that's why like the yin and yang is so big to me because it's, it's kind of like I, I say a lot of cliches. Mm-hmm. Um, but cliches are cliche for a reason. Yeah. You know, like there's a, there's a reason. No, they're, they're, they're usually pretty good. They're, yeah. There's a re they have a lot of truth in them. And so like the yin and yang is just, I, it's so big to me. Like there's good and there's bad mm-hmm. and there's gotta be a balance and there's good in the bad and there's bad in the good. And you really have to embrace the bad. You don't have to like, you don't have to embrace the bad in the sense of like, Oh, thank you for the bad. But it is thanking whoever you want to thank. I mean, but you've got to be thankful for the bad because it just re- makes you realize the, how good the good is, mm. you know? And it doesn't have to be so extreme as like, I mean, it doesn't have to be ex- as extreme as like, I guess bipolar disorder where there's like extreme mania and extreme depression. Um, but in the sense of like just being thankful and allowing yourself to actually be sad. Whereas a lot of, a lot of people, I feel like they try to either suppress it or they just let it, completely dictate their actions instead of um, doing it in a healthy manner. But I think that's been a big thing for me is allowing myself to actually finally process what happened to me and just accept. I re- it's a lot of accepting, mm-hmm. really. Like, accept that it happened not because of me, not to me. It just happened. And I just had to allow myself to process that. And now I'm, like, in a very good he- headspace. Like, talking about that, what happened, like, a month after... I would have been in shambles, but now it's like, I'm completely comfortable talking about anything related to the subject. So that, that's, that's, that was a lot. That was a lot to unpack. Um, there is, there is something, the Jaguars game you referenced 
Yeah. What is that play you're talking about? <laughs> That's there's a there's a play called like it was the Jags Patriots AFC Championship game. Okay, so I remember that. It was Blake Bortles was the quarterback. Blake Bortles okay, was the quarterback. Yep. Like he overthrew D.D. Westbrook on the last offensive play for the game. Yeah, yeah. He lost like twenty three to seventeen, I think. That was when but the Jags were good though. They were like number two seed, I think, or something, right? We we were like ten and six. I don't. We definitely weren't the number two seed, but like we were. We had like the best defense in the league that year. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, okay. Tayshawn Gibson. Yeah. Barry Church. Yeah, all of them. But like, there's a play where we were winning. I think we were winning by like ten. Or, like, we were winning by touchdown or by 10 in the second half. Yeah. And Miles Jack forced a fumble, picked it up, and started running it back. And they blew the play dead. Oh, my God. And that play, like, if they allowed him to score, we would have been up, like, three scores in the second half. Like, not yeah. that the Patriots have never yeah, come Brady, back Brady, from three. Brady's pretty good at that. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but it would have been a lot different because they only won by, like, a field, field goal or, like, six points. Yeah. Like, one-score game. But that's the thing is, like, we had all the momentum at that point. And the thing was that sucked the most is that they actually ruled it a fumble in our favor. Like, we still got they, the They fumble. just didn't give you the touchdown. Yeah, they the just yard, blew man. the play dead. And so, like... I'm going to have to watch this on YouTube now. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. It, talking about... That's PTSD. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that you, can, like, you can talk about other dude, things, but not this no, game. Like, I'm sorry for that, bringing it that's, up. That's the thing. Is like, there's some... Jag, like, there's Jags fans. Like, you'll just hear them, like, every single day. Like, my, oh, Miles Jack wasn't down. It's just like... It's like <laughs> they a, still talk that, about it? That's a common coping mechanism. Oh, yeah, bro. People talk about that all the time. Yeah. That's, like, a common thing for Jags fans to, like, wallow wins. Like... What could have been? Because then after that, like our defense got dismantled and yeah, left they they and, traded everybody. Yeah, yeah. But they're like, I mean, they got a bright future. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Ridley, Calvin Ridley comes back next year. I think he just put in his reinstatement yesterday. Yeah, he did, and he's. I mean, he's come back to the league for gambling. Yeah, like, which is so dumb. Like you can have the NFL sponsor DraftKings and FanDuel, all these commercials and marketing, and then you suspend a player indefinitely for... He betting. got suspended more than... Got, I, he, it was more than Deshaun Watson, right? Yes. Yeah. And there, and there's Which is crazy. I mean, innocent until proven guilty. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> but you would think that no, Calvin no, Ridley no. would get a couple games for that. Like if you yeah, want not a whole example, season. Yeah, yeah like you, you've got videos of like Kareem Hunt literally kicking people. Yeah. And... Kicking wind. Yeah, Calvin Ridley did not get a fair punishment. No. I think the whole world will agree with that, except yeah. Roger Goodell. But the thing was, he got a fair punishment, so he had to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Unfair punishment. <laughs> yeah. Life's not fair. So. That's something, too. Like, when people, a lot of people cope with, like, oh, like, they'll try to help other people by saying, like, oh, life's not fair. Like, I don't, I mean, I think life is just, there's no point in trying to make it fair. Like, trying to see it as fair. It's just like it is. Like you, you've got to roll with the punches. Like well, I think know? I think people get very complacent with life as far as like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. But you forget that no one knows when the end is. Like no one knows. You could be the richest guy in the world and have like a heart attack, or you could be the poorest guy in the world and have a heart attack. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't, you just don't know. Yeah. So I think if more people had like a sense of urgency that like time isn't promised, things would be better. You know, because like. If you're mad about, like, waiting in line, but, like, you know you're going to die tomorrow, you're probably just going to let it go or maybe not be on that line. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that's crazy to me. Like, when you ask people, when you ask people, like, oh, what would you do if you knew this was your last day on earth? And they say all these things that they actually want to do, and then they don't yeah. ever do them or try to do them. It's like, what are you doing? And I get the I, – I, I feel like that is fantastical because you have to – you don't have to work, like – Oh, it's a capitalist society, but I mean, you got to put food on the table. You got to make money. So yeah. like, that's, that's just the way it is. You got to yeah. make money. So, I mean, you can't do what you want every day, No. but the thing is you can have the question. What that question provokes to me is not doing whatever you want. It's allowing yourself to have fun 
and plan to have fun. Don't just be stuck in this constant cycle of you got to work, you got to work. And a lot of people just want to, they beat themselves up over it. Like, oh, I can't, I got to work two jobs, three jobs. And the people that actually have to do that because they have like, they're like a single parent, they have kids and all that. That's what makes you realize that you don't have it so bad. You know, there, there's like, some single parents out there that I know who like raising a kid, they're going to school and they work a job yeah. and like, they're the most impressive people I know. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like, I mean, that's just so that, and those are the cards that you can say that's, those are the cards that they, they were dealt. Those were the the result, the consequences of their action, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. But the point yeah. is they're now in that reality and there's a lot of them that are very admirable in the way that they handle it. Like they just accept that that's what it is. So they just, they get to work, they put their head down, they do it. And they got some people that complain all day. Like, yeah. you, you know, those people that are just, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. just energy drains. Like yeah. I just, I don't, I don't like surrounding myself that are constant. You, you got to cut negative people out of your life. Yeah. Um, it's like, that's when it's like, life's too short to be negative. Yeah. Yeah. And if you find that you're one of those negative people and like, you know, to be like, Hey, Ricky, you're being a little negative, you know, like yeah. give a little nudge in the right direction because sometimes I feel like people don't even realize they're like that. Um, I think I was probably a negative person for a while. Probably. You know? I, I, I feel like I always, uh, I, I was, you, you touched on it earlier, but like friends make or break mental health, you mm-hmm. know, like family, you know, family's supposed to be there for you. Right. And yeah. if they're not, you know, but like when you have friends who, Different. have no real obligation to like be in your life but they still are there through the the good times and the bad like that's that's one of the most rewarding things on the planet yeah. you know i have like friends that i generally consider like my brothers you yeah. know like i'll go i'll be saying. like oh i'm going to see my brother in atlanta and i'll get up there and people are like how are you guys related I'm like yeah. different moms <laughs> <laughs> but like it's and like you know his kids call me uncle and stuff and yeah so actually one time i was at in atlanta so one of my one of my friends, his son was big into like marine biology. Mm-hmm. So he was like, Uncle Sam, you take me to the zoo. So I like, took him to the zoo, and like all these people are looking at us, and I'm like, No, no, I, I was me and, his, me and his dad are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny, but no, I mean, that's I that, like, it's such a blessing, man. Yeah, like having like genuinely good friends. Oh, like, it's I, the best I, thing I, in the world. I man. sit back sometimes. I'm like, like, how did I get so lucky? Like I've had. Um, in that same conversation with my sister, she's like, you've got such good friends. And I'm like, I know. Like, yeah. I, like I don't think about it. Like, there's a, there's a picture from my friend that was talking about who passed away. Um, I always called him my brother. And at his funeral, we had this picture with, like, there's probably like 25 guys in that picture. Yeah. Like, with a, with a Dr. Pepper bottle, because he loved Dr. Pepper. So, like, we have that. And so, like, every day on his birthday, or every year on his birthday, it's August 5th, we uh, drink a Dr. Pepper together. <laughs> and, uh, but there's... I mean, there's 25 guys in that picture, and I'm still in contact with, like, 18 of them. But, yeah. like, five or six of them I'm, like, really tight with. Like, really yeah. tight with. And, like, we call each other. No matter – like, there's – we're all over the country, and we're just – we're tight. Like, we call each other up, and it's like we, we saw each other yesterday. You know, like, it's, it's never – I never feel like they're not right there with me. Yeah, I always kind of had this thing where I hated being alone. And, like, I could – I attributed, like, being alone to not having a girlfriend – like, so, but I haven't been dating for a while now. And like, I still like, I'm not alone because I'll go to like, I'll go to things with like my family or whatever. Like we'll go to like weddings together and get Airbnb, but like, I'll just, I won't have a date with me, but like my family's still there. I'll go like my, mm-hmm. me and my friends will do like a reunion or whatever. And, uh, we'll link up and you know, it's not like I, I attributed a, like loneliness to the wrong thing. And I realized that like, I could still 
like not be alone but like not be with someone just to be with someone if that makes sense was it like companionship do you think or was it like not having someone to tell stuff to or was it what like i guess when you say when you say alone what's your actual description of what it means to be alone i guess like i guess i was scared to be by myself like physically by yourself yeah after especially after my brother's thing right like but then i just i just kind of was like well, I can't, like, be in a relationship with someone else if I don't like being with myself, you know? Like, because yeah. who would want to be around somebody who doesn't like being by themselves, you know? Yeah. And so then I kind of just was, like, making a list of, like, what are my good attributes and, like, my bad attributes. And then I was like, all right, well, I need another piece of paper for my bad attributes. So, like, <laughs> let's, let's work on that, you know? So then I started crossing off the, the bad stuff and started, you know, making some more good stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I am going to read a book this year. Like that's what like that's, that's, that's what I, I, before, bad at reading. Yeah, bad at reading was one of them, but it's gonna say decent at reading. Decent. <laughs> Got yeah. through one book yep. this year. Starts with one. Yeah. yeah. I, I was actually talking to a friend of mine last night. He the the guy does the second mouse pod, and he was like telling me how to read a book, and he was like ten minutes. He's like just set your timer for 10 minutes he's like it doesn't don't worry if it's one page two page three page he's like just for 10 minutes it's you in that book okay and i was like all right man so i gotta give him like a report every night on like you know he's like he's like we'll get to like two pages do you actually have to give him a report i mean he wouldn't like yell at me if i didn't but but i think i think that's cool yeah i've got buddies that i do that with and we like hold we hold each other accountable and i think that's a huge thing oh yeah that helped me a lot with like just like, and I know that's something that for anyone with bad habits, I mean, I know, I'm sure you can speak to it too, but like having someone that holds you accountable to either fixing, uh, I don't like to say the word problem, but like if something's like a bad habit or a problem, like helping you overcome it or fix it or just stay committed to the good habits. You know, like the thing about the, uh, the warplane that they studied the, uh, the one with the bullet holes mm-hmm. and instead of trying to fix the parts that failed they just made the parts that didn't fail stronger. Yeah. I think that's, I don't, I'm probably missing some context there. Yeah. It, it was good though. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. You don't need it anymore. I think that was a good, I, I got what you're saying. Yeah. But like having friends that hold you accountable to that, to, to that, either that standard or if you, if you got a, a similar goal in mind, yeah. that like holding each other, like my friend Alex, he, he decided in May of 2020, he was like, yo, it was like peak pandemic, like boredom, I guess, like quarantine. He's like, yo, do you think I can run an Ironman? And I was like, Bro, and like he's fit, like he was fit at the time, yeah. you know. And I was like, I mean, dog, like I'm your best friend, like I'm not gonna tell you no. But at the same time, I'm gonna say like I don't want you to hurt yourself <laughs> trying to get to this, maybe not, not unattainable because I, I I don't like putting limits on it. But yeah. like, it's it's a very large goal, and I don't want you to hurt yourself trying to reach it in such a short period of time. Like maybe try. Yeah, you got to get something. ready. Yeah, yeah. You got to walk. You got to like, walk, crawl, run. And so he's like, "No, nah, like you're making a lot of sense. Like I feel you." And then so I'm, so he leaves. He goes home. We like during the pandemic, like when everything was like shut down. We just, which wasn't long in Florida, thankfully. But he would, yeah. we would go to, over to each other's houses and smoke cigars, which yeah. was fun. But um, the next day, he calls me up. He's like, "Yeah, so I signed up for the November Ironman in Panama City," and I was like. Right then, I was like, "All right, let's let's go. How can I help?" And so, like, he he, <laughs> he literally <laughs> ignored all your advice. Yeah, I no, would get along with this guy. No, no. <laughs> and that's that's the thing is like, I know he he didn't make the decision that I was kind of leading him toward, yeah. but I know and trust that he like actually took my advice, you know, and like yeah. thought at least considered it. And so, like, right when he told me he was doing, I was like, "All right, let's go." Like, he committed, and so then he was actually running that race when I was back up in school in yeah. Columbia, South Carolina, and so. That weekend, I drove. It was like eight hours to PCB, and like me and a couple other friends, like were there, and that was a really cool thing. What's PCB? 
Panama City Beach, oh, like okay. in, the, in the Panhandle. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, so like I driving down, um, and meeting other friends, just like rally around him was like it was just a really and he, cool. And he did the race. Yeah, bro, he did it in like thirteen and a half hours. That's I don't. Which, is that a good time? I, I mean, would, like what, if like, I had, record, like the best of the best doing like six hours. One day when I this podcast blows up and I I can be like Jer. What how what's a good time for a, yeah, mar- yeah, yeah. Get, a get, ultra get a, marathon or whatever? Get a get a stats guy. Yeah, because yeah. there, there's well, I got a guy. His name's Jerry. He's out in L.A. But uh, <laughs> someone that could have looked up Adolf Hitler's birthday. Yeah, yeah. he would have. He would have. What was it? 89. Yeah. yeah, April twenty. Yeah, yeah. See, that's I need that guy. I need that. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are like, dude, I'll be your Jamie because like I said it's Joe Rogan's. Uh, yeah, 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 Joe yeah. Rogan's guy. But no, I have I have my Jer. Yeah. He's, he's our bear. Yeah. bear. It's cute. Well, he also <laughs> he would relate to what you just said about talking to your buddy for a long time and kind of telling him to ease into something and then like hanging up the phone <laughs> and the next day it's like I signed up. Like that's <laughs> that's Jerry and I's relationship. Like yeah. he'll be like, dude, but, you know, we talked about that. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know, I was listening and I, I was signing up as you like, were talking. I, I did think about it though. Like I considered it, I just didn't didn't listen to yeah. it. Yeah, I'm that's actually a, that's the thing. Like he 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 did it and he he freaking did it. That's and, awesome. And he, he and the thing is, I know he inspired a lot of people just like in our circle or in like our outer circle too, like to do a lot of stuff. He started like his this fitness page on Instagram and everything. Yeah. And uh, it inspires a lot. It inspired a lot of people. Nice. Like real, real, real quick. Yeah, that's, I think stuff like that's cool. Like signing up for something and, and just going to do it. Yeah, just like, doing it. Yeah. Just do it. Like, why not? Just try it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, what's the... Just try it. Like, the, literally, what's the worst that can happen? I think the worst thing that happens is you don't do it. And then, like, what... It's like, yeah. what would you rather live with? Regret or... Yeah. Failure or, like... Yeah, like, I've, I've, you know, I've tried to, like... They should get an experience from failing. Yeah, I've know? tried to, like, make amends... And like, you know, I'm like, yeah, this probably going to work out. But, you know, I'll send a letter. But I get no response. But at least, you know, I, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. You know? But, um, yeah. And then, you know, I signed up. for like I did a jiu-jitsu tournament a few months back. I was supposed to do a marathon. Then I hurt my freaking shoulder. But I want to do that again this year. You know, like, I just think if you do goals like that for yourself, it's like, well, I can't get drunk today. I got to run for this stupid marathon. Yeah. Like, even if I say to myself, this stupid marathon, at least, like, I'm not drinking. Yeah. At least yeah. And that's where you actually go and run. Yeah. I know again. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's him. I just talked. I didn't even see that, but that's Alex, him. Alex um, sent me a Snapchat, even though I said. Does he know you're on a podcast right now? <laughs> does he know you're about to become famous? No, he doesn't. I don't think he does. But I know we're getting short on time, so like I, I had all these notes, and yeah, I never, yeah, I never it. stick to the script. So I'm trying to see if there's anything that I did want to talk about. You said something about anti-testosterone or something. Oh, melatonin yeah, being yeah. anti-estrogenic. <laughs> I don't even think that's a word. But that's, like, one of the, like, in my morning readings, I came across this. I'm really big on, like, and the thing is, I don't get in the gym enough. And I've got roommates that are really good about motivating me, and I just don't. And so I read a lot of health stuff and, like, supplement stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was reading about melatonin, and apparently melatonin is, like, really bad for uh, boys going through puberty because of the hormones it affects. But, like, once you're through that, it's really good at... uh, either diminishing or blocking like estrogen production in males. Really? Yeah. And so, and maybe it's bad for, it's probably bad for females, but <laughs> it's uh, it, like, obviously it's having less estrogen is, is good for the male performance. Like, just, <laughs> like in, like just in general livelihood. And, Do you know ashwagawa does the same? It increases. Yeah, I know. So, I've yeah. got buddies that use ashwagandha for like anxiety or like, yeah. like sleeplessness. But the thing is, I've also read stuff about how ashwagandha, if you, if you don't take it in cycles, it can like, make you maybe dependent but also like it can actually do the reverse really like when people talk about marijuana for instance 
like the first hit of marijuana like starts the development of gray matter in your hypothalamus or whatever, which leads to more anxiety. And so then really? they're, they're smoking to get rid of anxiety, but it's just giving them more anxiety. That's interesting. So, you know, good, good and the bad. Yeah. Well, this was a great time, man. I appreciate it. Sure. Love to have you back on. So obviously going to name this one Rick, Ricky, or you want, what do you want to call it? Rick Rod? What do you got? Rick Rod or whatever? Ricky's cool. Ricky's, Ricky's cool. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on the pod, man. Until yes, next sir. time. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening.